Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 55 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey, Joy, MBG. I've got college football bowl season starting this Saturday. With that in mind, we thought we'd kick things off by talking about which non-playoff bowl games we're most looking forward to watching. So, Casey, what are you going to be watching? Funny you should ask this question, Who's, with all the buzz about bowl season and who got left out of the college football playoff and all that. But about 15 minutes ago, this is a true story, I came out of the rabbit hole that is the other bowl games matchups and schedule. I don't want to, I don't mean to go off the rails right off the bat, but I was just having a conversation with a good friend of mine with extremely limited knowledge of college football who was basically yelling at me that Georgia will beat Florida State by a thousand in their bowl game. And I said, that's probably likely especially with all the opt-outs in that game but that leads me to when looking at these games it's so hard to know who's who's going to win because it's near impossible to know who's actually playing but if i can be serious just for a second these games are actually a decent look into the future for a lot of these teams with the younger kids getting an opportunity to play and not lose a red shirt year but i used to get mad as hell at the sec for all the opt-outs and the whole we didn't want to be there narrative after a loss in the bowl game but it's literally just an exhibition at this point all right my answer uh finally i know i'm sorry outside of the college football playoff and clemson versus kentucky in the gator bowl i'm most looking forward to the gasparilla bowl georgia tech and ucf in tampa Gasparilla, if you didn't know, is an all-day event in Tampa that's akin to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. They do a day parade on the last Saturday in January and a night parade sometime after that, and then a road race for hungover people to run 5K, 10K, half mile, or half marathon, whatever. Really, it's just an excuse to party and day drink with a parade centered around a fake pirate. Uh, we have a real pirate on this show. But Jose Gaspar, he, he invades Tampa for a day in debauchery and shoes. I could care less about Georgia Tech and UCF, if I'm being honest, but I just wanted to talk about Gasparilla more because I miss it, just as I missed the point of this question. I, I Happy thought, show 55, everybody. <laughs> I thought before that I should go down to that and just walk around like normal and see if people think I'm like cosplaying or something. <laughs> it's a fun party, truly. Yeah, no, I heard it's awesome. Casey, by the way, I like that you get shouted out by people who can't even remember which one you are, but I tune in just to hear the guy with the long-winded questions that go nowhere. Well, that was like challenge accepted for my first yeah. quest. The other two aren't as long, but that one I went <laughs> off, off a little bit. That was awesome. Today. All right, Joy, which one are you going to be watching? Yeah, I think outside of the playoff games, because those are obvious ones that we're I think we're all excited about. I'm going to go to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. I'm going Ole Miss-Penn State. That is the game I'm really looking forward to with Ole Miss's quarterback saying that he's coming back. You know, I expect him to start. Penn State's defense has been pretty solid most of the season, and I expect a lot of their players, based on what I saw earlier today, they, they have a good bit of younger younger talent obviously you'll have some opt-outs on both sides of the ball but I still think that that game offensively defensively could turn out pretty even so I'm excited to see what that looks like I, I think Ole Miss wins but I do think it'll be a fun game to watch 
Yeah, that could be a, a great season for Ole Miss. I mean, they could be eleven and two and definitely finish in the top ten. You know, with a win in that game, that's that would be some good momentum for Lane, I would think. For sure, and I would love to. I can't wait to see the Lane Kiffin James Franklin interaction. I just feel like that's really going to be gold because two opposite personalities. Right. <laughs> All right, MBG. Utah State's in a bowl. Well, you just stole my thunder. I mean, how many <laughs> how many opportunities do you have to watch the sixth place team out of the Mountain West play the fifth place team out of the Sun Belt in Boise, Idaho? <laughs> in in December, you don't have many opportunities to do that. <laughs> and so how Casey and Joy didn't also pick the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, I have no idea. Maybe you guys are just being nice and letting me um, choose it. But, of course, that's the game I'm looking forward to. Unfortunately, I could not convince uh, my wife to go to Boise, Idaho two days before Christmas. <laughs> so it's, I likely will not be in attendance to that game, but I'm still working on it. Very likely. unreasonable of her, right, MBG, to not want to do that during the holidays. It's <laughs> yeah, how rude. <laughs> so Lower level walk- tickets for 26 bucks, MBG. I may have to just sit at home and get a headache trying to watch football on blue carpet uh, for three hours, but (laughs) that's probably how I'm going to have to do it. All right. So I had two that I was having trouble picking between, but I'm going to go with the Cotton Bowl, Missouri and Ohio State. Missouri, it's kind of like Ole Miss. They've been a fun story this year. They're 10 and two. I think they're number nine in the country, six and two in the SEC. I think it's the first time they've been over 500 in the SEC in 10 years. And Ohio State fans are already saying they don't care about this game. So I hope Missouri just beats them by 50. I mean, I, I want – because I don't care if they say they don't care. If they get just smacked around, they're going to be pissed. And they're going to be even more angry at Ryan Day, which is awesome. Um, so, so I think that would that would be my number one. I also would really like to see Oregon hang 16 on Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. I think that would be fun. So that's kind of my secondary one that I'm looking forward to. All right, so next up, we've got our mailbag question. This week's question comes to us from frequent contributor at Five Foot Nothing Pod, who asks, it's portal combat season. You're a coveted portal transfer player, but you can't accept actual money for NIL. What offer are you accepting? And he gives four options. Number one, Taco Bell, free meals for life. Number two, American Airlines, free flights anywhere for life. Number three, Toyota, new car every two years for life. Number four, Nike, unlimited free shoes for a year. So with those four options, Casey, which one are you going with? If this isn't a pity pick, I'm not sure what it is. Five foot nothing pot again. The pickings must be (laughs) really slim this week, MBG. But uh, I may need to get a burner to ask next week's question just so I can get on the list. Uh, I'm not sure you all know this, but Clemson won a national championship in men's soccer this week over Notre Dame. So I guess I'll let it slide this time. Uh, but seriously, thanks for the question. Five foot nothing pod. This one was tough for me because he knows and I he knows that I, I love Taco Bell. The chili cheese burrito may be the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. I'm not saying something. So a lifetime of free Taco Bell had my mouth watering a little bit, but I need to go off the board here, I think. But I can't go off the board because I can't think of anything except Jason Kirk's description of the Santa Fe Gordita. Man, that was a good menu item. So uh, I've talked too much already tonight. So I'm going to go with the airline tickets with Taco Bell delivered to my seat before every flight. You're going with the combo meal. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joy. Which of these four are you going with? 
I think my biggest issue is like, why were the first three options all for life? And then the Nikes were just free shoes for a year. Yeah. Like that's, that's where I have the issue, but I think I've got it mapped out. So I would take the Nike deal free shoes for a year, but I would only get like their highest, most expensive. Like I'm talking like the Jordans and then I'm just going to resell all of them and make the money that I would have made in an IL. So I'm just going to outsmart the system basically. Oh, capitalism. I love it. So I'm just going to do, you know, I'm, Work smarter, not harder. So I'm going with the Nike shoes for you. All right, MVG. Well, I'm just doing the process of elimination here. Taco Bell, you could take me down to Taco Bell at any point in time, and I would not order anything off that menu and eat it. That's There's, blasphemous. That is slander. So you give me free Taco Bell for my family in perpetuity, and I would not pick that. <laughs> Toyota, new car every two years. I mean, what are we going to do? Get a different Tundra every two years? That's not really that appealing. <laughs> and Nike, I don't know if he, there was a post uh, from an Auburn poster a couple of weeks ago saying that he thinks Nike maybe turned Bo Nix, made Bo Nix become a little stuck up. So I would hate to get pretentious um, when I could just be wearing Under Armour instead of Nike. So I, eliminating those three, I just have to choose the free flights for a year. To Boise. Yeah, it would be much easier to convince my wife to go to Boise in December if I had free flights. So there you go. If he had picked a different airline, that one would have been a lot more tempting. But you're going to spend more time in the airport being delayed than you will anything else with American Airlines. Yeah, actually, that was a wild card for me on that one, too. I agree. So I did this like MBG. I did it by process of elimination. So the Nike shoe thing, I agree with Joy. It seemed like a ripoff that it's for a year. And so that and also... Nike shoes are too wide for my dainty little lady-like feet, so I wouldn't <laughs> choose that one. College me might take Taco Bell, but if I eat Taco Bell now, I may as well have it door directly to my bathroom, so I think Taco Bell's <laughs> off the board as well. The American Airlines sounds good in theory. I know that's what my wife would pick, but I don't really like going places or doing stuff, so <laughs> it'll probably be off the board as well. So that would leave the Toyota deal. Our twins are going to be able to drive in two and a half years. And our current hoopty is, I'm not even joking, a 2004 4Runner. So we could probably use a new ride, either for us or for the kids. So uh, I guess by process of elimination, I'm, I'm going with the Toyota deal. Look at us. You're already, a, you're already a, a customer. And what's awesome is I think we – did we pick each of the four among the four? We didn't plan that, but I think we picked all four, right? I picked three or four of them just by myself. Right. Yeah, no, I have no idea what Casey even picked, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, that was brand, Casey's already way. trying to maneuver it to get every NIL deal. <laughs> well, literally, I'm sitting on the couch trying to think of one off the board, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I can't even, I'm not even smart enough to think of one off the board. <laughs> so I'll just take two of them. That was yeah. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference. Someone who did something particularly dumb last week. We'll put it to a Twitter vote and see who wins. For our last vote, Joy was the runaway winner. Her nominee, the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, got 59% of the vote. Followed by Casey's nominee, the Saban phone number leaker, with 27%. And my nominee, Kenny Payne, tied with MBG's nominee, Jack E. Blakesley Esquire, a.k.a. the Pringles Can Pooper, for third with 7% of the vote. So I'm Did you put Pringles second. Can Pooper on the, as a choice? Yeah. <laughs> no. That would have won. I had to use his, his official name, Casey. 7% was solid, though. That was, that was pretty good. 
I really appreciate the people that are just dedicated to voting for you regardless. But it was also funny this week that they were like, normally I vote for MBG, but I have to vote for the committee this right. week. Like, yeah. It's not debatable. All right. So I'm going to leave with 17 wins. Joy is now in second with 11. Casey has 10. Courtney has one. MBG has zero. MBG, you're now 0 and 39. Man, again, I say this every week, but I really had to go off the board <laughs> for this one. So for reference, in 2022, V3 Esports defeated AXIZ to end a 39-game losing streak, the longest losing streak in professional League of Legends history. V3 claimed victory by a total kill score of 19-4 to with AD carry dress code participating in 18 of his team's kills. Despite this the disparity in kills, V3 didn't secure a victory until the 26-minute mark when V3 claimed a Baron buff on the heels of a team fight mm -hmm. victory near the Ocean Drake. Mm -hmm. I have the, no idea what any of those words mean at a all. A Baron buff. Mm -hmm. That's a tough Baron buff. <laughs> I felt so old taking notes for that because I was I literally have no idea what any of this means. But. No, like, kudos to you for even like getting them all out and sounding like you knew what you are talking about. <laughs> But once again, MBG, the point is that you're in fine company. The so, finest. Casey, who are you going with this week? This week was actually really tough for me. I feel like I'm going to be on the bottom of the vote this week. But I thought this was really funny. And it was given to me by friend of the podcast at Fake Wyo Sports on Twitter. This week, my genius of the week is twofold. There was a Twitter user at Dirk Wed. And surprisingly, uh, surprisingly <laughs> enough, his... Actual name is Dirk Wed. That's a. I just saw, I just saw Casey's brain reboot in real time. <laughs> he just buffered. He literally just buffered. <laughs> His whole face buffered. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Wed put on Twitter that as a member of the 1972 Kansas University baseball team, during a rain delay, they were sent to the Kansas State Student Union, where they decided it would be a great idea to steal a 50 or 60 foot banner and after 51 years decided to put it up for sale on Twitter. He's since deleted the tweet. However, Twitter sleuth and expert, apparent expert on statute of limitations, Twitter user at life of fits, AKA Tom Fitzgerald put the underutilized phrase tweets can be deleted, but screenshots are forever. And yes, that was sarcasm by yours truly there about being underutilized. For exposing a seemingly innocent bit of capitalism, the common theme tonight, of an innocuous piece of memorabilia, Life of Fitz is my genius of the week. That dude had like an offer for almost $2,000 and then put it up for sale because he thought he could get more and then basically outed himself as a thief 50 years after the fact. So yeah, that was pretty <laughs> awesome. Joy, who are you going with this week? All right, before I start, I would just like to say, MBG, I've already figured out how to put this in the in the voting poll so you don't have to worry about that so my genius of the week is the colorado kool-aid misinterpreters because i don't know if y'all saw this but there was a we're gonna do cu as for colorado cu kool-aid we got it we'll figure it out anyways because casey's over here he's gonna start buffering again if you trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know if y'all saw this but apparently this past week there was a recruit at colorado um on a visit and while said recruit was on a visit his mother and apparently this recruit was african-american his mother received a text message from a supposedly white coach that said 
don't be up, up there drinking the Kool-Aid in Boulder. And all of the Colorado staff apparently took that as they, they were saying that because apparently that's something that they like to drink is Kool-Aid. And so they really took off running with it, making it that um, they were trying to make a racist joke about Colorado and things of that nature, which I don't know about y'all, but I've heard the phrase don't drink the Kool-Aid a hundred thousand times used by every nationality known to man. I don't think it has anything to do with Colorado. And ironically enough, you're saying that about a school whose African-American population is about 2.5%. So it's not exactly like it's the majority, but it's it's gotten really blown out of proportion, really out of hand. Most people tend to think that they were just saying like, hey, don't listen to what that school has to offer. We have more to offer you. But it's been vastly misinterpreted. So for that, they are my genius of the week. MBG, I'm sure, remembers where that came from. Where what came from? The Kool-Aid? Don't drink the Kool-Aid. That's from Jim Jones, right? Isn't that the, the cult oh, member who yeah. had all of his followers drink the, the I can't, was a cyanide in the like Kool-Aid? Yes, yeah, they all died, right? It was a suicide pact, yeah. yeah I'm I like Kool-Aid. <laughs> I love Kool-Aid. All right, MBG, is this the week? Well, I think so. We're going to go down somewhere we've never been before uh, for our Genius of the Week. We're going to go down to Paraguay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if you guys know the Minister of Agriculture and Livestock in Paraguay. His name is Moise Santiago Bertoni. (laughs) Now, Mr. Bertoni is not my Genius of the Week. My Genius of the Week my genius of the week is his chief of staff, uh, whose name is Armando Chamorro. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Chamorro, uh, this week he signed a memorandum of understanding in the business, we call that an MOU, with representatives from the United States of Kailasa. And he signed this uh, this memorandum understanding with them. It said, the document signed by Mr. Chamorro and ultimately leading to his resignation outlined his sincere wish and recommendation for the government of Paraguay to consider, explore, and actively seek the establishment of diplomatic relations with the United States of Kailasa. It went on to support the admission of the United States of Kailasa as a sovereign and independent state in various international organizations, including, among others, the United Nations. So there was only one problem, and that is that the United States of Kailasa is not a country. That they had duped Mr. Chamorro into signing this memorandum of understanding. And so for that, Armando Chamorro is my genius of the week. <laughs> was it just like a troll job or what? Like what was the... I'm not like- sure. Apparently this this guy is like some Hindu group. He's... Apparently he's on the lam from rape and sexual assault charges oh, God. In, in India going back to 2019. So, oh my he, lord, he really duped uh, Armando Chamorro for that. <laughs> <laughs> Señor Chamorro es mi genio de la semana. <laughs> Do I have to beep that at me, G? <laughs> I can't believe it took us till episode 55 for you to do that. <laughs> Who's, I just got to give you props for always going after MBG because I would not want to follow that. No, it sucks. It's, Every week. It's the worst. And yet he's still winning. <laughs> and he's still winning, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, this is a 
Yeah, this sucks. Uh, so, so my genius of the week is uh, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Tony. We don't talk about the NFL very often, but yesterday evening, Chiefs had one of the coolest plays ever to put them ahead late in their game against the Buffalo Bills. If you haven't seen the play, uh, Patrick Mahomes hit Travis Kelsey on a big pass from around midfield. Kelsey ran down to around the 20-yard line and then turned and threw a perfect lateral, but like a pass across the field to Tony, who ran the ball the last 20 yards for a touchdown, which should have been the highlight of the season so far. However, ended up coming back because Tony was lined up way off sides, which has to rank up there with the dumbest possible thing that you can do as a receiver. Uh, lining up on sides is basically the one thing I could do that an NFL player could do. So <laughs> it's a pretty low bar. I don't know if you all saw this, but Tony's gaff led NFL analyst Rex Ryan to quip you know I like toes, but I don't like this toe. <laughs> I'm assuming referring to the part of Tony's foot that was lined up off sides. Mm. Ryan Clark then responded, Kadarius, Tony, if you turn Rex against feet, you're a bad man. So, <laughs> for doing something spectacularly dumb and giving everyone PTSD from hearing Rex Ryan talk about feet, Kadarius, Tony is my genius of the week. I kind of like flushed that Rex Ryan thing out of my uh, long-term memory until I read that and then it came flooding back. So, all right. So before we move on to the message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to CFB home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're doing a couple of cross promotions with other podcasts again this week. The first is with the Sickos committee podcast they had a new episode drop last week titled The Potato Tornado, in which they discussed FSU's snub, Jerry Kill's selection as the Sickos Committee Coach of the Year, and they intensely debated French fries versus potatoes. We're also doing a cross-promotion with the Slander U podcast. Their latest episode also dropped last week titled FSU Suffers the Cock of Defeat, where they did a conference title recap in their early bowl previews. We love both those shows, so check them out. All right, MBG, you have some good stuff lined up for us this week? I think so. All right, so our first post today, it comes from Ole Miss. And, you know, it's kind of funny with this transfer portal stuff and the NIL stuff uh, going on. It seems like there's a lot of schools who are trying to close the gap between themselves and the the halves of college football. So you get all these fans who are trying to think of new ways to help raise money for NIL. And this guy on the Ole Miss board on Rebel Grove had a, an absolutely genius strategy for his fellow Rebel fans uh, to help raise some NIL funds. This comes from ITA Benner Rebel, and his post says, Grove Collective Giving Strategy says, first, if you are a homeowner, take out a home equity line of credit that is at least $100,000, preferably more. The interest rate, it doesn't really matter. Just pick the lender who can close the quickest. <laughs> Next, donate 95% of the money to the Grove Collective immediately so we can land the big recruits. Put the remaining 5% down on the Rebels to win the Natty. The odds will be high enough that when the bet cashes, you can pay back your home equity line of credit before the bank has time to foreclose. It's Absolutely brilliant. genius. I mean, don't even worry about the interest rate at this point. <laughs> Just get that money. Get that money. Give it to the the collective and let them cook with it. Hey man, scared money don't make money, MBG. 
<laughs> also, is this Fast Chad? <laughs> no. Fast Chad wouldn't be that reckless with his money. <laughs> oh, I, don't think. I don't know about that. trying to save <laughs> try me away. <laughs> Part of what I love about the SEC. So there was a Tennessee fan in the comments um, who posted – in Mississippi, are the homes even worth $100,000 to begin with? <laughs> and then someone pointed out he's from Westmoreland, Tennessee, <laughs> the population of like 2,700 people. Like, like any, literally SEC fans will just like throw mud at each other over everything. They just don't care. It's awesome. It, they, live, they literally live that meme with Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so an Auburn fan today on Twitter, I saw him go at an Alabama fan, and he was like, yeah, cousin lover. And the guy was I was like, you realize like that doesn't work because we live in the same state. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know we've talked about that before. That's the greatest thing about the SEC. It's them all calling each other names. Uh, it's all the pot calling the kettle black. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out which part is more reckless, like taking out the loan and at whatever interest rate, you know, you can get it at or putting 5% of that on Ole Miss to win a natty because um, <laughs> I don't know. I like Ole Miss. One of my favorite people on Twitter is an Ole Miss fan, but I don't think they've really sniffed one in ever. So, well, it depends <laughs> on what sport you're asking about. <laughs> but is Ole Miss yeah. really that far behind the rest of the SEC in terms of in terms of finances or in terms of booster money? I would think Ole Miss would be up near at least in the middle, if not in the top half. No, I don't know. Mississippi's poor. But you don't have anything to worry about because you're using all that money to buy the good players. I mean, it's done. It's already set. Like, you might as well just – why not put 10% down? Go into your life savings on top of the home equity line of credit and, <laughs> and bet that part, too. Yeah. And if your wife gets mad, just bet her, too. She can, she'll can. she be part of the deal, too. I mean, it's it's a lock. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure I've told you guys before about when my college buddies and I put – we pulled money and put it on Virginia to win the basketball natty in 2019. It's literally the only time one of these bets has ever worked out. So we're, yeah, we're going through, we get the miracle win to make it to the final four. And we are discussing whether we should cash out before the final four. And our buddy, Dr. D Chen just sent a text to the group that basically says something like, what are we a bunch of 50 year old? And then of course, <laughs> <laughs> we let it ride in one and then we blew it all in vegas so challenge yeah. the manhood that's all it takes that's challenge right. the manhood yeah. no one could no one could say anything after that right we're like oh no we're just gonna let it ride yeah uh, the thing i love the most is that he's just willing to put everyone's families here at risk of being homeless uh, for the sake of helping the rebels win the sec which brings us to a, a similar post from a south carolina fan who in this in, in a similar vein this is on the big spur and a guy named Nugent. Now I'm not convinced that this is actually a South Carolina fan, but it's on a South Carolina board. And he says, we talked it over as a family and made a difficult decision. We've decided as a family to not do Christmas presents this year, but instead we will donate that money to NIL. My 12 year old son made me so proud when he looked, me, he looked me in the eye and said, it's the only way we can, can beat coach drink dad. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Seeing my six-year-old daughter with tears in her eyes made this even tougher for my wife to get on board. But it will all be worth it if we can get that wide receiver from Vanderbilt. <laughs> One of my favorite reactions to this was uh, a friend of the podcast, Maggie Johnson, on Twitter said, One of those posts that you'd believe it if they told you it was fake. 
but also definitely believe it if they told you it was real. That's perfect. It's confusing, perfect right? summation. There's 151 upvotes on the South Carolina board, which means there are South Carolina people who are upvoting it. But yeah, this is a this is a tough one. But it's funny either way. Yeah, I think where it kind of lost me is when his 12 year old is really just trying to beat Coach Drink. <laughs> yeah, that's where it lost me too, MBG. I would think that maybe there'd be bigger fish to fry for the South Carolina folks than um, just beating Missouri. <laughs> Baby steps for South Carolina. Baby steps. <laughs> Let's get bowl eligible next year. It's a fun Christmas for his kids, at least. <laughs> so I got me thinking, can you guys remember any particularly terrible uh, Christmas presents you've gotten during your lifetimes? Oh, yeah. Oh, are you going to tell us, or are you just saying, yeah, you remember? <laughs> <laughs> on brand, who's on brand? Yes. You know I, I script everything, so when you ask me a question like this, my brain literally goes to reboot mode, <laughs> and I have to figure this all out because I can't script it out. But here, here we go. My aunt and uncle lived in Alexandria, Virginia. My dad's oldest sister He's one of four. And like they never came to New Jersey to be with us for Christmas ever. It was almost like we didn't know them. We knew them a little bit, but not barely. They got us this game, this board game called Space Hop. Uh, sounds four so fun. Christmases in a row. Never took off the packaging. Four Christmases in a row. My aunt calls the same <laughs> gift. My aunt calls my my dad and says, "Oh, we we found this great game for Mark and Casey to play." and sent it to us and it was the same thing the second year you're like oh okay that's a simple mistake the third year now are we being trolled and the fourth year it was like these people are senile i love them they're great people but jiminy christmas space hot four times did they think you wore it out from playing it so much probably (laughs) it never got opened the funny part is my brother found it at some point later in life, a couple of years ago, he's got three kids now. They opened it, played it. He sent me a text with them playing it saying, this is a great game. Don't know why we didn't play it in our younger years. <laughs> hey, man, they tried to tell you. What about you guys? Anything come to mind? Yeah, there was a Christmas like two years ago that I opened this box that my grandmother had packed for me. And out came a robe that was like no doubt about it purchased in like 1960 something which i know who's you were born but i wasn't i wouldn't even have thought yet i'd be uh, offended if it wasn't true <laughs> so i like hold it up and my grandma starts like jumping and clapping and i'm like what is going on and she's like we've passed this around for every woman in our family has gotten this and you're the last one to get it so, because you're the last one, you now have to hold on to it until you have kids. Which just also went to show me how much my grandma doesn't know me. Because I said I don't want kids for my entire 29 years of existence. So, I kindly repackaged it and gave it to her for Christmas last year. And said that you could keep it. That she could keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm not That's doing cold. that. That's cold. Just went out of the will. Well, there, she's not leaving me much anyway. So, it's fine. Casey, you should have done that with the board game, obviously. Space hop. Yeah, space hop. <laughs> it just sounds made up. That's the best part. I never got anything as bad as a wide receiver from Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do recall, this wasn't a gift for me, but I do recall several years back when I was dating a girl and we went to like some Christmas party with her friends or her coworkers or something. And one of them gave her as a gift the book, He's Just Not That Into You. <laughs> Oh, dang. That's perfect. 
It was an awkward Christmas party from there on out. <laughs> did you thank the girl? Say, did you a favor? Now, in the long run, it did it did me a favor, but at the time, it was a little awkward. So that's what comes to mind. I mean, this this sounds horrible, but I swear it's funny in retrospect. I got a dead cat when I was ten. Um, <laughs> it's not funny. At all. <laughs> My aunt got me a cat like two days before Christmas. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because it's so messed up. And I woke up Christmas morning and like, this is after I just had, we had some tragic stuff happen to our family. So it was already like the worst Christmas ever. And I, I am genuinely laughing. So don't feel bad. And I walked <laughs> in the bathroom and, and the cat was dead on my bathroom. <laughs> oh my God, that's so awful. But like rigor mortis had set in. So I just picked it up. It was like a board. And I just carried it. <laughs> No reason to bring it to the taxidermist. It was already I was sitting solid. out on our back porch. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I would feel bad for laughing, except I know for a fact that Who's asked us this question so he could share this story. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know why? I was just telling my kids a story on the way back from their piano lesson like two hours ago. <laughs> that's, that's awful and funny oh as God. hell. Oh, it's, yeah, there's a reason why I am the way I am, Casey. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Christmas gifts, I have one for Joy here. I got a post from the Texas A&M board. They hired Jimbo back? No, they did (laughs) not. So when I read this post, I thought it was ridiculous. But apparently a lot of people actually agree with this sentiment, including Josh Pate quote tweeted this saying that he actually agreed with this sentiment. So I'm curious to get you guys' reaction. So this is from a guy named Human Being on Texags. (laughs) And it says, how are you going to feel when after the Texas game next year, you see Aggie players and Texas players yucking it up on the field, signing each other's jerseys like they do in the NFL? Before free agency in the NFL, a Cowboy player hated a Redskin player. There's no way Randy White was going to ask for Joe Theismann to sign his jersey. After free agency, they all became boys. The same thing is going to happen in college football. You'll spend your week leading up to the game getting your Texas hate on. Then after the game, you'll be watching our guys laughing it up with their guys. Why would they not? They might be on the same team next year. So to me, this is so silly to think that that these kids are going to harbor the same amount of resentment for Texas that you do. And half these kids probably could care less about the Texas-Texas A&M rivalry. They didn't grow up with it. They didn't grow up with the hatred that Texas A&M fan would have for Texas. So I don't understand why fans expect players to harbor some sort of hate for each other. Uh, do you guys agree with me on that, or do you agree with this poster? Well, I think for this rivalry, I mean, some of these players were like seven years old the last time these two teams played, right? What the- yeah, they haven't played since like 2013 or something I like, like that. I think even before that, it was like 2011 was maybe, something like I mean, so they didn't – like what you said, they didn't even grow up with those two teams playing each other. And then, yeah, it's stupid. I mean, and the other thing too is, I mean, sports are different now than, especially like when MBG and Casey and I were growing up, these kids are all going to the same camps, playing in the same all-star games or, you know, meeting each other on recruiting visits. Like that's, it's not NIL and the transfer portal. It's not all that. I mean, it's a lot of other reasons. They don't hate each other. I mean, they, a lot of them know each other when they go, you know, go to school. So Hate hatreds for the fans, right? Right. Like the, the players, there is none. Like, for example, Utah State. You get kids from Texas. You get kids from Florida. They're not going to come to Utah State hating BYU or Utah. They don't. That's what I was about to say. I think recruiting too has changed so much. Like, with, I mean, no offense, but 
it wasn't that long ago that you couldn't watch every single college football game on television. There were certain teams that had TV and media availability, and a lot of schools didn't. And, of course, Texas had the resources, obviously, to create their own TV network, and that drew in a lot of kids that probably normally wouldn't have gone to Texas. And you're getting kids out of state. And I guarantee you, like, all the kids that go to school in Texas that are from Louisiana, they don't care about hating Texas or hating A&M. Like, they're just going to play college football wherever they want to, but it's not the same as it used to be. You can go play anywhere now and your parents can watch you on TV. That's not as much of a limited thing anymore, but it used to be. So you were recruiting mostly Texas kids to your schools that grew up in those rivalries. That's not the way that it works anymore. There's a large majority of these kids that are just so excited to get an offer from from colleges to play. Not necessarily the five-star kids, four-star kids, but some of these fringe level three. I mean, they're just so appreciative to play. They're not necessarily worried about – they can learn to dislike the school, quote-unquote. But, I mean, as far as the guys on the other end, I'm sorry – I, I'm I'm one of those purists that hated it too initially. Like, why I'm yelling at the screen and throwing stuff at the TV and breaking all my TVs? Why don't you like you know? Why don't why don't you? I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know. <laughs> how about that for a quote? I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you I know what I'm saying. There's a button in the back of your head. We need to push. I'm Just having to... a hard time. We need a hard reset. It's been a you, long week. You want them to hate Notre Dame as bad as you hate Notre Dame. Yeah. Or South Carolina. Yeah. Or South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, but they won't. I mean, we had a kid yeah. transfer to, to Notre Dame. Like it's, M- yeah. MBG, but did t- you see the guy who was upset with you? He said, the same could be said from the Texas perspective. You are signaling out one fan base, and that's telling. Did you? Yeah. They, oh. they Texas AM thinks I'm a, or yeah. Texas AM fans think I'm a Texas fan. Yeah. I just so thought you were signaling them out. Not singling, just signaling them just out. Just signaling them out. <laughs> That's on brand. <laughs> it is on brand. But the players are never going to hate Texas the way Texas A&M fans hate, hate them. But that doesn't, no. take away, that doesn't take away from the rivalry at all because, look, I'm going to hate BYU whether the Utah State players hate BYU or not. <laughs> like. And for me, if if they ever play again, it's not going to be any different for me. Whether the the players like each other or not, it's not going to take away from my um, my perspective on the rivalry. Oh, and you're rivalry. hating the school, right? It's not like you're yeah. hating individual players. On like, I can't stand Virginia Tech, but I'm like, I'm not obsessing over their roster, thinking how much I hate all that. I don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? I just don't like their school. Like, <laughs> those are kids. Like the idea of me hating them is just kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's it definitely has changed over the years, right? As you get a little older, it, it's a little awkward to be like, "I hate Spencer Rattler. He's thirty <laughs> years younger than year me." Old. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting soft. Definitely getting dumber. <laughs> Just during this episode. Just yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on then, Casey. Let's switch gears on you here. We are staying in the SEC. I'm realizing now that we're uh, pretty SEC heavy on this one. We're going to go to Tennessee. Tennessee fans are a little bit concerned about the recruiting class so far. Um, and so this poster on the general's quarters on VolQuest, he's got a simple solution, he calls it. And he says, the solution is simple. Legalize weed. All tax revenue derived therefrom goes directly to NIL Collective. Problem solved. That easy. You don't got to get a, a home equity line of credit. You don't have to ruin your kid's Christmas. 
you just have to legalize marijuana and I guess give the tax revenue all to the NIL collective. I'm not sure about the legality of um, the state donating their tax revenue to an NIL collective, but I mean, I, I'm sure that this poster has already done a thorough look into that and determine the legality of that. Well, I like the idea. Any that, state that would make it legal, it would be the state of Tennessee. Well, Tennessee, marijuana's not even legal in Tennessee. No, but if this poster could figure it out and bring it to the legislation, they'd pass it. That's probably true. <laughs> I mean, Tennessee fans could use some bud to take the edge off, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, if anybody could use a little, uh, I agree with you there. Yeah, that would not be a bad thing for their fan base. One of my favorite responses I saw to this, I, I, I was amazed how many people agreed that this was a great idea, by the way, despite the fact that it seems questionable whether, I, I mean, they just assumed all the money would go to University of Tennessee. Not, I'm pretty sure there's some other FBS programs in the state that, you know, maybe would want to share, but a ton of people were on board with this. <laughs> One person said, probably the most sensible college football post of the year and from a Tennessee message board. <laughs> <laughs> Say the quiet part out loud. <laughs> Interesting. Brilliant. Speaking oh. of weed. Casey, <laughs> <laughs> did you smoke that before this episode? <laughs> Never in my life. God's honest truth. Uh, I, I've, I have no explanation for my performance this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I or wish I did. Way. The segue to nowhere. Speaking of weed, <laughs> and then I thought your screen froze. <laughs> well, it's funny, that you, froze. <laughs> it's funny that you say speaking of weed, because that's a weird transition, because the next and last post is from BYU fan, and I don't think there was any weed involved. <laughs> I don't think there was any weed at all involved in this post. But I thought this post was funny. I at least got one response who absolutely hated me for I'm tweeting this out um, and thought that I had pretty much ruined my entire account by tweeting out this post. Um, so let's talk about it. Exactly. So I just blocked him. <laughs> so this is from Cougar Board. I don't know why I thought this was so funny, um, but he says, Kevin McAllister is not the hero of Home Alone. His family hates him and he ends up torturing two individuals. <laughs> So my question is, is Kevin McAllister a hero? I always thought he was the hero of the story. I never thought he was a hero. I thought he was like a victim that just made it out alive. I, mean, well, I, think, he's, I think he's a serial killer in training, to be honest with you. That's have my you take. seen That's what he looks like in real life today? Yeah, like, like that, so listen, is, that listen, adds up. He shows no mercy, right? No remorse the whole way through. He spends two movies torturing these guys. The second one, doesn't he lure them to some place just specifically to go after him? Yeah, his aunt and uncle's abandoned house in New York. Yeah, yeah that's crazy, right? And then uh, part of the reason I went down this rabbit hole, there's a fan theory that based on his vindictiveness and the deadly series of traps that he sets, that some people have theorized that Kevin is Jigsaw from the Saw movies, which I think oh. might be the best fan theory I've ever heard. Wait, that would... Whoa, that's weird. You have two jaws dropped here. <laughs> it took 55 episodes. I think I just blew Joy's mind for the first time. No, genuinely, I'm not going to go to sleep. And I was tired when we started recording, <laughs> but now I'm stuck. <laughs> now I'm buffering. 
Yeah, but it, I mean, think about it. Like all like the traps and like the dilemmas he puts them in and stuff. As an eight year old, like that's it. That's I a felt, solid internet theory right there. I felt bad for Joe Pesci. I mean, you know, dumb people have to stick together. <laughs> what? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm having a rough go. I'm having a rough go tonight, man. I had such a great comment there, and it just literally left. Like it's I saw all it fly those, away. All those compliments you've been getting on Twitter, You're Casey. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Literally, that and the weed between the two. It's a big speaking head. Speaking of weed, just <laughs> yeah, nothing. Everything weed. just shut off. I mean, I would say Joe Pesci took more of a he took more of a beating than any man in the history of the world and kept on ticking, other than maybe like Rocky Balboa and Ivan Drago. Other than those two, he Why probably took I feel like Marv got the worst of the two of them. Well, like dumb. the dumb one got the worst. Like cases over here, like the dumb people got to stick well, together. Marv was the dumb one. Uh, he took yeah. some kill shots. Like who stepped like, on the nail? Marv should be dead. Marv. Marv. Yeah. Marv. Did, yeah. What about the Marv's iron to the one face? That took the beat down. Marv. Yeah. yeah. So those Take are the two and, worst yeah. by by far. The iron to the face and the nails to the feet. No, Marv je- definitely got the worst of it. Joe is at least like semi. I love that we're calling them Marvin Joe, by the way. Because <laughs> I don't know Marv's real name. Right. Wait, why are we acting like Kevin McAllister wasn't okay? Yeah, he left. He got left home alone. But like they were, they had planned to rob his house. Like it's not like right. He's a hero. Like if someone came to rob your house and but your he also got kid left, stopped I mean, them. But he also, also he never called the police. Home. Right. Instead, he like he enjoyed messing with them. He never called the cops. He never went to his Wait, neighbor. Wait, didn't no? The cops showed up and he got scared. No, remember? Because his mom called and was like, "We left our son." So they did a wellness check, and he's knocking. And Kevin got scared and didn't open the door. And if he, I was his age, I wouldn't open the door either. He was afraid they were going to find out his evil truth, Joy. That's what was going. No, on. he yeah. hadn't even started plotting yet. <laughs> Do you want to hear the other uh, fan theory? Yes. The other rabbit hole I went down. He's like, one. please, someone talk. <laughs> this one, I don't other know why. Me. This this one actually resonated with me that Uncle Frank was Kevin's real father. That was the, <laughs> the other fan theory. Man, these are he's deep. a dick to Kevin, right? Like the whole way yeah. through, and you don't really know why, right? And then there's, but there's that weird shower scene in Home Alone 2 that I never, that always kind of creeped me out. Like, so that one, I, that one doesn't really fit, but. This, I was sitting there this afternoon just thinking how great the internet is as I was, as I was looking at, up Home Alone fan theories in my free time. You know what I do think, Kevin McAllister? I think he was born in the wrong era because he was recording everything before that was cool. Like, he would be a social media influencer. Like, he would be so well-known on social media because that dude had that video recorder in his hand 24-7. Like, he never stopped recording. I'm like, you really missed your calling. Yeah, yeah the TikToks he would, be would have been TikTok. solid. Yeah. <laughs> so MBG, who who was it that said you ruined your account? I don't know. Some guy. He really hated that I would have tweeted that post out. Did he DM you or just post it on Twitter? No, I was on Twitter. He's, oh, okay. He said something. I I'm paraphrasing somewhat, but he was not happy with it for whatever reason. Oh, I saw this. You basically said you're free to unfollow. Is that the one you're? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You came. You actually uh, came out of your MBG persona for a second to respond to that guy. That was awesome. Which post did he not like? 
That one. This, this one? Kevin, the Kevin McAllister post. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe he wants me to stick to sports. I don't oh, know. So he's the Grinch is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is what we do. This, Especially during the off season, this is always the uh, post number five, right? There's always something off the rails. I mean, those posts always get as much or more engagement than like the regular football posts for some reason. Yeah. Um, they're funny. I thought it was funny. I mean, I did too. The I guy's Twitter account is Dadbot. <laughs> Dadbot. Yeah, he was one of those guys who just uh, puts negative responses on every tweet he sees almost. Just yeah. to be, His location just to be... is literally on Twitter, mom's basement. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. It's very on brand. There you go. Definitely not a fan of Kevin McAllister uh, or Home Alone. So I'm sorry, Dad Bob. I'm sure you're listening. Well, that's all I brought. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode, the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Uh -huh.